Well, hey there, Legacy family. What an incredible time worshiping God together this morning. We are just so glad that you're joining us right now. But before we get into today's message, I just wanted to remind you about a couple of things. So we are still under stay-at-home orders for the foreseeable future. So that means we will continue putting up fresh content each Sunday morning and Wednesday evening on Facebook, YouTube, and our member hub, LegacyFamily.info. And the last thing, there are three ways that you can continue to give here at Legacy. You can drop it off in person during our business hours. You can mail a check to our P.O. box, or you can go online anytime at LegacyFamily.info and find the giving card. All right, church fam, grab your Bibles, grab your pen, open up the notes on your phone. Let's get ready for today's message from Pastor Brent. Good morning, Legacy Church. We're excited you're joining with us today. You know, last Sunday was Easter. We talked about Jesus conquering death, hell, and the grave. He took the keys to the kingdom. He took the authority that man lost in the garden back. And today we're talking about his time to pray. Do you know that God has invited us because of the blood of Jesus into the Holy of Holies, because of Jesus our Savior, that we can pray and that God will answer? Do you know that, that it's been imputed to us for righteousness, that we have right standing with God because of what Jesus has done? You know, He's our Savior. He's our champion. He's our hero. So I want us to just enter in today and let's pray and, and, and learn how to pray and learn why we're not praying. So, Father, we come right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you stir in us, Holy Spirit, burn in our hearts, oh, to seek a deeper relationship with the Father a deeper relationship with Jesus. Stir in our hearts. Teach us your word, Holy Spirit. Teach us the word of God. And we thank you, Father, for the victory. We thank you for understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when Jesus died and rose again, uh, the new covenant began to become in effect. And so we're going to look at some things that Jesus started. Uh, things from the old covenant came through the cross, but some things he started at the cross. And... Uh, and in Luke 11, 1 through 4, if you want to turn there, uh, we're going to start in Luke 11, and Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And then I'm going to read it. And verse 1 said, Now it came to pass while he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven. That's a new concept. Father, God is Father. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy are you, O Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done as it is in, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Be our source. And forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So, so Jesus is teaching us how to pray. He's calling God Father. That's relationship. Prayer is about relationship. Prayer is about you and God, the Father, and Jesus having a relationship and the Holy Spirit. You, you should have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's your friend. He's your advocate. He's your teacher. He's your guide. Uh, Jesus is your brother. Jesus is your savior. Jesus uh, put us in the family of God. God is the father of the family. And so isn't that awesome that we can have relationship? Our father which art in heaven is talking about relationship first. And then he says, uh, holy is your name. Uh, you know, just the attributes of God, who he is. Recognize him. Oh, father, you're a good God. You, you're worthy. 
and you know just talk to him and have fellowship with him and love on him and, and let him love on you you know it's just too many times when we pray we do all the talking and not let God speak to us but look at some of the things that we need to be saying and he said your kingdom come are you calling the kingdom of God down are you calling the kingdom is there a coronavirus in heaven answer be no I'm going to excuse my English, but the answer is no to that. There's no virus, no sickness, nobody's on crutches, nobody's in wheelchairs in heaven. So we need to be calling the kingdom. There's no sin in heaven. We need to be calling the kingdom. So when you look out over the earth, over these United States, over anywhere, and you see darkness that is not the kingdom of God, we need to be praying the kingdom of God to come. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness. We need to be standing in the gap. Did you know the 2 Corinthians 5 says, uh, now we are ambassadors for Christ? We on the earth are the ambassadors of God. We need to step up and be what we're called to be. And let me finish this real quick. It says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Look, that's what I was talking about. Judge the earth by what's in heaven. If there are things going on that is that you know that's blatantly not the will of God, then we need to be praying against it. How about abortion? How about these things? Uh, how, how about sin? How about murders? How about the, all these shootings that people get in uproar about? But you know what? Our, 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 our killings or uh, all this, this, this stuff, this darkness that's happening. We need to be praying that the light exposes the darkness and drives it out in Jesus' name. And so we're supposed to ask God for our daily bread. We'll ask God. He's our source, our strength uh, to forgive us of our sins as we forgive. And so we need to walk in forgiveness. So as we read last uh, Sunday or talked about last Sunday, John 13, 14, 15, 16, this was a conversation uh, that Jesus had with his disciples. John was in his 80s when he went back and wrote these things. And I'm going to go back to John and I'm going to uh, bring some things to light uh, that Jesus uh, never told them before. And it started after he went to the cross, died, and rose again. And so let's look in John 14, 13. It says, whatever you ask in my name, he says, my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Whoa, so that's good. But if, and he says in verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So we're supposed to be doers of the commandments. That's, you know, we're supposed to do, his ways are better. His ways are better. Do you know uh, we need to do everything God's ways? And, and Jesus is teaching us that we should pray in his name, that we should ask in his name. Why? Because he's the champion. He's the savior. He's the one who came and died for us and delivered us. And we have access to the father because of him, because of his name. In John 15, 15, he said, no longer do I call you slaves. There's a lot of Christians that have a slave mentality. They're trying to earn something. They're, they're just working for God. They don't expect anything from God. But we're not slaves. For a slave does not know what his master's doing. But I have called you friends. Glory be to God. We're a friend. Did you know Abraham was a friend of God? For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Come on. Make known more things to us, Jesus. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. He first loved us. He chose us. But you're going to find out that you have to choose him because look what he says. And I appointed you 
that you would go and bear fruit. Are you bearing fruit? Why not? He's appointed you to go bear fruit. Are you his ambassador? Why not? He's appointed you to be his ambassador. Are you praying? Why not? And he said, if you, and he said, I pray that you bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you that you love one another. Our prayer should be out of forgiveness. Our prayer should be out of the love of God. Those are the foundations of God. We've been forgiven. We forgive. And we need to walk in his commandments. We need to do it his way. But we pray in the name of Jesus. He's the champion. One more. John 16, 23. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So he said, we're not to ask Jesus for anything. We're supposed to ask the Father in his name, and he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. You want some joy? I like joy. I like having fun. Christian, being a Christian life, it's joyous. It's joy. Even when well, you... I have bad things happen, but I can still have joy in those bad situations because I know who my God is. I know who my father is. I know who my big brother is. I know who my savior is. I know who my Lord and King is. And he brings me joy even in bad situations. You can still smile. Come on. When you do things God's way, it's fun. But you know what? We think our ways are better. But God's the one that made you. God made this earth, and he knows the best way. And the reason the earth is darkness in the earth is because man's trying to do it their way. You ever thought about that? So as we turn to try to do it God's ways, it makes things better. Stay with me on that. So let's talk. We used to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus because he's our champion. I hope you got that. So look at your sheet or look at your notes. Uh, let's talk about reasons we don't pray. And we're going to break some of these things down. But uh, And consciously or unconsciously, why aren't you praying? Why aren't you on purpose fellowshipping with God? Why aren't you on purpose talking to Him? The Bible says, pray without ceasing. Uh, the Bible says that men ought to always pray. And, and so we should, how, how do you do that? Well, you just have your mind on God and you're talking to Him all the time and fellowshipping with Him. Do you know the throughout the whole Bible, the history of, uh, uh, of men uh, you know Abraham prayed and Moses prayed and they stood in the gap and they interceded, interceded for people for cities uh, you know different ones have prayed and you see the answer to prayer I've had answer to prayer in my life I know there are people in, in the congregation or people sitting listen to me that God has answered your prayers come on God is a God who hears and answers and so let's look at some of the reasons why people don't pray and number one is complacency complacency. What, what does that mean? A false contentment. Man, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need, you know, I, I've seen people that, that they've received things from God and, and they get a good job and they, they have a family and, and a, a life and oh, well, we don't need to come to church. We don't need to pray. Everything's good until, you know, something happens and then they, they treat God like a spare tower. But, uh, you know, one thing that I've been saying for, for the last eight years is the church has been asleep. I believe for 60 years the church has been asleep and things have happened and the church is just content because our country was was established on godly principles and people respected God and people respected godly people. 
And you look at the 60s, 70s, 80s, and all that began to change. When I was a kid, uh, you could go into any church in America. The, the doors weren't locked. You better lock the doors today. Uh, people will steal from a church. Uh, they'll steal from you. They'll steal from anything. And you need to lock your doors because our society has, is upside down. Uh, what's evil, they call good. And what's good, they call evil. And so the church has been asleep. And how about, how about complacency that it doesn't concern me? Let's give me some examples. Uh, whatever they're doing in New York doesn't concern me because I'm not in New York. Uh, that judge they elected doesn't concern me. That governor they elected in New York doesn't concern me. Yes, it does. How about this? How about this? Let me give you a bigger example. What happens in China doesn't concern me. Uh, a coronavirus, huh? Come on, what happens in Russia? It does concern you, China, Japan, Israel. It concerns you big time, Africa. What happens in the state, the city you live in? What happens in these United States? We need to be praying. Wake up, church. It's time to start praying. It's time when you don't like it, quit griping and getting on the internet and doing, well, I don't like that. And I don't, somebody in there, you need to be praying. Griping is not praying, whining is not praying. Crying is not praying. Praying is knowing who the Father is and going in boldly and asking for mercy over our country and help over our country to change the thoughts and the intents of the heart of the people. God says we need to intercede. That we, As ambassadors, we need to represent Jesus. And we're His representatives, and we need to be the ones who pray and bring the kingdom. Bring the kingdom. What does the Bible say? What does the word say? Five words there. What does the word say? It's just the kingdom. What does the Bible say? And that's what we need to pray is the kingdom. Number two, how about unbelief? You just don't really believe that God will answer you. If you really believe spending time in prayer would change things, would you do it? It does. But you know what? We believe in Facebook or Instagram or YouTube and TV and something else or whatever else, our own entertainment, instead of spending time with God, the creator of the universe, the creator of you. Uh, we need to spend time with our, our, our father, our creator. And if we really believe, if we really believe, then we would pray. And so let me just pray over you right now. Holy Spirit, stir in every Christian's heart. Put a burning desire to seek the Father, to pray more, to seek you every day in Jesus' name. Can you, can you just give him 10 minutes? Can you just start with 10 minutes? If you'll start with 10 minutes, worship him for a minute. Just go through the Lord's Prayer. Just, just, just go through it. Father, you're worthy. I just thank you that you're my Father. And then call the kingdom down over your children that if they're sick or Oh, oh, over your life, over your job. How about the kingdom? Instead of griping about your job, call God's presence down over it. You know, so, so let's, let's quit. Let's start being a believer. Believers pray. Number three, discouragement. Uh, uh, you know, people get discouraged. They, they, they're not serving God, but you know, everything's good and something bad happens and then they want to throw up a prayer and spend two minutes with God and then God didn't answer and they just... They're, the Bible calls it having shipwrecked faith. Uh, you, you, it's not just, you know, you're not solid or your faith gets shipwrecked. Uh, you may have been solid with God years back, but you're, you're not close to him now and something bad happens and, and you don't have any, you're, you're not on a solid rock. 
You're standing on sinking sand. Remember, you remember that parable and remember that song? Uh, you need to make sure that you're, you're solid on Jesus. No matter what, hell, high water, doesn't matter what happens in life, I'm going to serve God. I don't care who dies. If I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to go to heaven serving God. I'm going to rejoice serving God. It doesn't matter. God's a good God. There are bad things happening in the earth. And there are bad things that we as a church, the church as a whole has let go. It, we, it's gone on too long. And, and that's why we have all this, this evil that's going on. You look at di dictatorships around the world. We Oh, that's bad. That's bad. We don't pray to bind those powers and principalities over that person. Do you know there's the, the Bible teaches there are demonic forces that, that drive dictators and, and men like that? Are you praying against those men? Are you praying that God would prevail in that situation, that the kingdom would come? This is how this ties together. And so I really want to, uh, uh, you know, we talked about those things, but I, I want to go at your belief system just for a little bit. And, and number four is some people, they believe that no sense in praying. They believe that God is in control anyway. He's going to do what he wants to do. And what we believe, and what we pray doesn't really matter. But I don't believe that. And I'm going to give you scripture. Are you ready? God's in control. Oh, ultimately God's in control, but not right now. God, God has given, see, we talked about this. God gave the earth to man. Why do you think Jesus had to come as a man to destroy the works of the devil? He came as a man because man's in control. And he came uh, to, 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 Take the authority back away from the devil and for us to use that authority to bring the kingdom of heaven to pass. And, and I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to show you that. I'm, just swallow that just for a minute. Just think about that for a minute. If, are you in control? Are you in control of your life? Do you have a free will? I know you do. Because, you know, that haircut, it's not God. Ha! Those shoes you wearing, that you pick those shoes out. The clothes you're, the pajamas you're in this morning because you're at the house, you pick those crazy pajamas out. Does God care what kind of pajamas you wear? No, He doesn't care. He gave you a free will to choose what you wanted to wear. Let's think about it. So let's dig into it. Let's dig into it. Let's talk, where does this come from? Is, is that God's a sovereign God. And, and uh, the sovereignty of God. You know what that means? Supremacy. Uh, it means that he is the supreme ruler of the universe. And yes, God is the supreme ruler of the universe. Uh, we think it means that God's going to do what he wants to do no matter what. You know, God doesn't change. You know, that, he's immutable. His character does not change. But God has changed his mind in the Bible several times. Or God has helped because something was going the wrong way. And if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, you've got that on the, on the scripture on the wall somewhere. That's what prayer is about. And God will change circumstances and situations because we pray. But God's character is he's always good. He's good. He's a good God. He's a great God. And yes, he's the supreme ruler of the universe. But wait a minute. He has a will and our, what our problem is, is we don't know what will means. Do you know, have you, the, the definition of a will or the will of God is the desires of God. God has a will. Uh, God has a desire. And let me give you a scripture for some of his desires right here. In 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, 
not wishing that for any to perish or go to hell, but for all to come to repentance. Let me read that one more time. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any to perish, but all come to repentance. God wants everybody saved. Is everybody saved? Well, if he's the supreme ruler, and he is, and if he's going to do what he wants to do, and this is his desire, this is what he wants, his desires for everybody to be saved, is everybody saved? No. Why? Because everybody has a will. They have a free will. God made man in his image and his likeness, and he gave them a free will to choose. Choose you this day. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. What you're going to do? Choose. You have a free will to choose to pray, free will to, to seek a relationship with God. You chose that wife or that husband. You chose that job. You pursued it. You chose to do it. And you know, you can't put those things, anything before God, but you choose God. And you know, I read the scripture earlier that God first chose you, but you had to choose him. You had to take him by the hand. You had to agree with him. Repentance is changing your thinking and submitting your thinking to the will of God, to the desires of God. What does God desire for you? You know, I, I, I like many, had ran from the call of God. I, I, I knew his desire was for to me was to preach the gospel, and I ran from it because I thought he wanted me, me to be a missionary, and I didn't want to go to China. I didn't want to go somewhere else. I mean, I, I couldn't hardly, I can't hardly speak English, much less, you know, Chinese. Uh, my, my, the problem is, is we, ha we have to submit our desires, our will to the will of the Father. Are you doing that? Are you ready to do that? So, 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 are all coming to Jesus again? No. God gave man a free will. Let's read Genesis 1, 26 uh, through 28. We read it last Sunday, and we'll read it again because we're tying this together. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth. So I'm going to drop the fish, the sky, the cattle just for a minute. Let them rule over all the earth. Man is in control of the earth. Someone said it's like a lease. You can lease a house for five years and you can do what you can paint it. You can do what you want to. The earth's on a lease until Jesus comes back. Man's in control. And God wanted a family. God wanted people. God wanted you and me to be in his family. So he sent his son to the earth. Have you ever read the scripture that God went to and fro looking throughout the whole earth seeking men whom he could show himself strong through? God wants to show himself strong through you. But you have to submit your will to his will. And you know, oh man, nobody tells me what to do. No, that's not what it's about. It's doing it God's way. Listen, to score points in a basketball game, you've got to put the round ball in the hoop. If you don't, they don't give you points for running up and down the floor, just being in the game. You have to put the ball in the hoop. That's the way the game's played. Well, the game of life is played. You need to be doing things God's way. You need to be submitting your will to God's will and, and let him be your source. Let him be your supply. Let him be your helper. You know, well, why don't he just help me? No, he wants you to ask and you to submit. Ask, seek, and you will find. Remember that? Seek, 
Seek Him. Ask Him. Follow Him. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus said, come follow me. Jesus wants us to submit. He's our champion. He's the one to follow. And so as we're looking at this, uh, and God created man in his own image, in verse 27, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. So men, women, we're supposed to be subduing the earth. We're supposed to be taking dominion over the earth. And we rule over the fish of the sea and everything. Listen, the, what we're supposed to do is rule our lives. We just don't float through life. If you get in a, a canoe and you go down the river, and if you don't paddle, that current's just going to take that canoe round and round. And you'll bounce off of this rock and that rock, rock, and you'll go over the, the rapid sideways and flip over, and you'll wonder why in the world, because you didn't take control of your life and you didn't submit to the way God said to do it. And God's got a plan for you, and His plan's better than anything you can ever dream up. And I don't care how much money you make on your own, God still has a better plan. It's not about money. It's about life, peace, and joy, and, and representing God with the kingdom. Money's just a tool. So is love, the love of God. God has given us His He shed His love abroad in our hearts that everybody can feed from our love, that we can love everybody like he loves us. We're his ambassadors again. So, so, so get this, we, we represent him. We represent him in the earth. Now, let me say this, you can't, you're not supposed to take dominion over other people. Even as a pastor, I can't take dominion over other people. I can't pray for somebody who doesn't want me to pray for them. Oh, I can pray in general over them, but if they came and said, Pastor, pray for me, now we're getting in agreement. Now we're going, because if you're praying for somebody that's going the wrong way, and you know what? They're not in agreement with you. You're going to have to have angels. You're going to have to call for angels to help. Or, or Jesus said, pray that the Lord of the harvest, if your children are going the wrong way, you pray that the Lord of the harvest, which is the Father, to send some, some harvester, somebody in the earth. Because guess what? Angels don't preach the gospel. They, they, they encourage people to live for God. And God sends people to get people saved. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, in Romans 10, how are they here unless someone goes, unless someone preaches, unless someone declares what God has done? How will they know unless you tell them about Jesus? What you want to know that God's will is, is to get your will up out of the, off the couch and go preach to somebody. To get your will up and, and start call somebody on the phone and tell them that Jesus loves them than that you love them. And encourage them to serve the Almighty God. That, that's what, see, that's what our place in the earth is to do. If you think God's going to do what He wants to do, well, why pray? I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And their people believe that. They think it don't matter what they do, they're going to go to heaven and, and come on, we have to submit. Because I just read, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, ask the Father in my name and He'll do it for you. And you need to walk in forgiveness as I have forgiven you. And so as we're looking at this and Jesus taught them to pray, he taught them the kingdom to come. That's why we pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's to bring heaven to the earth. Do you not look at the life of Jesus and know that he brought heaven to earth? He destroyed the works of the devil. Acts 10.38 said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, and healing all that were oppressed of the, of the devil, for God was with him. 
God came to set people free. Sickness is not only oppression of the devil. How about loving money more than God? That'd be oppression of the devil. How about Nicodemus? I mean, or Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. That dude had some money, but everybody hated him. But after he had uh, uh, Jesus came to his house, it, it changed him completely. He gave money away, gave money away, blessed people. His life was changed because the kingdom came to his home. Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, came to his home. You know, Jesus wants, is he invited into your home? Come on, every day you need to just acknowledge Jesus as the Son of God. Acknowledge your salvation. Not acknowledge God as fathers. Do you know good things happen when you pray his word and move your will under God's will? When you pray the word of God, good things begin to happen. You'll see your life change. Prayer changes things. It changes circumstances, situations in your life. But you know what? If you start playing, praying for a better job, you got to have the guts and the will to get up and go and find it or guts and will and go to that job. You know how many people say, well, I'd never work there. Well, you're not working at all. What do you mean you wouldn't work there? How's God going to supply? The Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. That, that, that's, that's a principle. We need to be available to do the principles of God. I know unsaved people doing the principles of God and they're successful because it's God's principles they're doing. How about that? So Christians, we ought to be doing the principles of God. We ought to be desiring for breakthrough. The breakthrough you want comes through prayer. God wants you to have, to have it, but you must bring God's will to bear in situations and praying the will of God. That's called the promises of God. The things that God wants you to have, guess what? You've got to be a partaker of them. Two, two Sundays ago that, that Peter wrote that you might be a partaker of the divine nature of God, the kingdom of God. Are you a partaker? You know, if I prepared a meal, you have to eat it. God has prepared a table before you in the presence of the coronavirus. Are you going to worry about the enemy? Or are you going to partake of God? We need to be partakers. And we do that through prayer and through believing and let me just knock some other these these. Let me knock some other these sacred cows down, as you call them. People say, "Well, if, if it's Lord, if it's Your will, if it's Your will, I'll get that job. If it's Your will, I'll be blessed. If it's Your will, Lord, you're putting it off on God. When God said, "Take my word, believe my word, stand on my word," you know, if you can find the promise in the word, then it is God's will. And if it's not happening in your life, then you need to change some things and submit your will to his will, to submit your thinking to his thinking, to change your thinking. And you need to be declaring that you're blessed, you're whole, you're well before you ever see it. You got to walk in it. How about this one? Well, if the Lord doesn't do something, if the Lord doesn't undertake, man, that sounds good. It sounds religious, but it's not. Listen, he has already done something. He sent Jesus. He gave you his word. The Word of God has been given to you, and He's given you the Holy Spirit to be your helper. The Holy Spirit. When's the last time you acknowledged the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, help me. Before I walked up on this stage today, I said, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, help me. I need your help to say what you put on my heart. I need your help. And, and so He is helping me, and I'm asking Him to help you to understand and receive this and to start walking in this. <clears throat> How about this one? Everything happens for a reason. Whatever it will be, everything will happen for a reason. Good, bad, it just has happened for a reason. Come on, come on. How about, how about, 
How about the devil's doing some stuff? Do you know you have an enemy? Do you know that, that he's doing some stuff to stir up in your life, to cause your, your, you to have a divorce? Uh, 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 he brings sickness. He brings uh, uneasiness. He brings fear. Look at all the fear people are operating in today. Man, that's the devil. And sickness and disease came because of the original sin. Strife came. The Bible says strife lets in every evil work. Do you know the devil wants to bring strife into your family? Well, my, you know, in my family... Uh, I had a couple of uh, great uncles and they didn't talk to each other for five years over a plastic bucket one of them didn't bring the other. Talking about unforgiveness over, and stupidity. Come on, what, everything that happens for a reason. Have you ever thought, stopped to think that, that the devil, that maybe you need to, 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 to fight it? You know, a lot of people think that God makes people sick to teach them something. If God made you sick, sir or ma'am, why would you go to the hospital? Are you not going against the will of God that you think that's God's will? Jesus went about doing good and healing. Blind Bartimaeus said, if it be your will, you can heal me. Jesus said, it is my desire. It is my desire to heal. Be healed. See, see, we, we, we get twisted up thinking, and that's what I'm going about. You're twisted up thinking that God wants to hear you, that God wants to talk to you, that God wants to fellowship you, and God wants you to, to get strengthened in Him so you can be His ambassador in the earth, that you can pray and you can bind. It doesn't mean you're going to be on TV. <laughs> the greatest people, the greatest rewards, I believe, are the people who are, who are never on TV and just pray and believe God and change things through prayer and, and intercessions. And, and remember, Elisha thought he was the only one. And he ran and ran and, and he hid in the cave. And God said, why are you hiding in the cave? He said, I'm the only one. Well, he was in the forefront. But God said, I've got, I got 500. I've got, I've got people. You don't worry about it. You're not the only one. And so we want to stand in the gap. God's called us to be that people. So let's finish this up. Jesus came and took dominion back from the devil and gave it to the church. Let me read that again. Ephesians 1.18. This is so powerful. And Paul's prayer for you and Paul's prayer for, for me, and I'm praying it for you. I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened, that your spirit man would come alive. And that you will know what is the hope of his calling. God has put a great hope in you. Everything that you hope, God will put a desire in you and he has a calling for you. And what are the riches of his glory or his goodness uh, uh, for, the, for the inheritance in the saints? Do you know you have an inheritance? Jesus is your brother. God is your father. And we should have what we'll be walking in the inheritance right now that he has for us. In verse 19. And what is the surpassing greatness of his power to us who believe? The greatness of his power to us who believe. If you don't believe, the power won't work. Come on. What is the surpassing greatness? Not just greatness, surpassing greatness towards us who believe. The, these are in accordance with the working of strength and his might. This is what Jesus did. He's empowered us, and it's with his strength he's empowered you with, and that you can have this power. He's going to empower you. It's his, his power and his glory that you're going to walk in, and he's given you this, and it doesn't mean that you're going to be some superstar. It means you know who you are, and you're going to walk through life with joy. 
And you're going to be an overcomer, more than a conqueror. Verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So when he raised him from the dead, great power was, was toward those who believe. And the working of his strength and his might was given to us because he was resurrected from the dead. And now he's seated at his right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, every demonic and every name that's named coronavirus, not only in this age, but that which is to come. And he has put all things in subjection under his feet. Did you know all things under the feet of Jesus? Yes, yes. Oh, glory to God. Come on, Christian. Everything's under the feet of Jesus. Can you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Well, now here's where the rubber meets the road. And he gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Christian, you're the church. Saints are the church. Believers are the church. We're to be the head. Not to tell, above only, not beneath. Blessed coming in and blessed going out. Blessed. We're the, we're, we're the head. We're the head of, of everything on the earth. Jesus is our head. We're the body in the earth, which it says right here, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. As the body of Christ, we're to be the fullness of him. Do you, I don't feel like I'm the fullness of him. Then you need to spend some time in prayer. Then you need to get, you need to find out what God has given you. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He's given you salvation. You receive salvation. He's given you the Holy Spirit to be empower you, to be your helper. Instead of worrying about your kids, to be able to bring the kingdom over them, how to lead them, how to train them up, uh, how to pray over your adult children, how to lead your grandchildren, how to be a witness and a light in the earth. Uh, to go to your neighbor, to go to people, to go and be a blessing to somebody, to be a help to somebody. God has called you to represent the kingdom. Are you his ambassador? Yes, you are. Whether you feel like it or not, God's called you to be that. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Father, that, that when we pray and fast, it doesn't change you, it changes us. Lord, stir in us. Oh, to be the prayer warrior that we're called to be, the intercessor. Lord, to stand in the gap to be the watchman on the wall. Uh, Father, to, to, as Nehemiah uh, declared, he put people on the wall to watch for the enemy. Well, Father, you said to put on the whole armor of God. Uh, you, said, you, you said through Paul to, to Timothy to endure as a good soldier that we're soldiers of Christ, that we have armor for a reason, that we're in a, a fight. Your word says to fight the good fight of faith. Lord, stir in people's hearts to take a stand against this virus, to take a stand against evil in the world and to declare the righteousness of God over nations and cities and countries in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, if you're watching today and you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. Maybe you're watching and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. Or maybe you have and you turned away from him. You know what? His mercy is extended to you. His love and grace is extended to you. Uh, see, it's not out there knowing God. It's in here knowing God. I know God and I know that I'm a child of God because His Spirit bears witness with my spirit. His Spirit lives on the inside of me. I have the Spirit of God on the inside of me. See, I read it that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And God's in heaven and Jesus at His right hand. And the Holy Spirit is the one that comes into my heart and I know that I'm saved. So Romans 10, 9 and 10 declares how to become saved, become a child of God, is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He rose again. Do you believe? Do you, do you hear the Spirit of God drawing you? 
I mean, if you're watching, the Spirit of God probably drew you to watch this service today. Do you know for sure that you're saved? Can you pray with me? Would you pray a prayer to receive Jesus? Let's do that. This is how you pray. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose again. I believe that he made a way for me to go to heaven. Father, I thank you that you received me today in your family, that you become my father, that Jesus is my savior and my brother, that he's my Lord and my king here on the earth. And Father, I thank you that I am born again, that I know for sure on this day that I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. We're, we're so excited that you uh, watched the service today. want to remind you to like our page on Facebook if you're watching or to share our YouTube with people. They need Jesus. They need to know uh, to take their authority to be that ambassador. Be stirred in your heart and use the word of God. God said, see, God's, God's given us his promises and his ways to live. Let's use them in the earth. God bless y'all. Well, thanks for joining us today. And don't forget, you can find anything you need to stay connected all online at LegacyFamily.info. We love you. We're praying for you. And for all of us here at Legacy Church, have a great week.